When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. The Friends Show. I'm in the zone. Oh my God. I gotta get away from y'all. Wait. Cause really, I do. Oh, I gotta get away from y'all. See, that's the type of shit. Be it's talking okay. about this is what I'll be talking about. See, ugh. I know, I know. <laughs> now, let me tell you why. Happening. Let me tell you why. It took, me, let me a tell you why. it took me a moment, okay? But you remembered it, okay? And that is what a clip, first of all, this Black Ooh. History Month, right? Oh my god, okay? <laughs> it's Black History Month. So, black people have been some of the greatest contributors to the genre of reality television ever in life. Fact. What you just heard was one of the greatest moments from one of the greatest reality shows <laughs> of all time. That was Real Housewives of Atlanta, Season 9, Reunion, Part 4, when it had been exposed that Phaedra Parks had started and created this vicious lie that literally created a, a an unmendable rift in the cast, okay? Mm. You heard Candy mm. reacting. So that was a, it's an iconic <laughs> moment. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, now you know, okay? But the hashtag within all of that is, see, this is what I be talking about. Hashtag, this is what I be talking about. Again, oh aligning with black history. This is a euphemism that we have adored for years and years. Everybody has said, haven't you said it, friend? Have. have you said it, Asante? Absolutely. Black salute. I just said it earlier today. See, this is what I be talking I actually think I added um, a curse word in there for emphasis, but it doesn't matter. The point is, it's something that we always say. It is black history. That is black history. The hashtag this week is, this is what I be talking about. God bless Candy wow. Burris Tucker. Amen. With that being said, here go the QTNAs for this week. Uh, let's just roll them out. Is it true that last weekend in D.C.? <laughs> Sante is laughing at something else, and so am I. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Let me get it. Today. Took me out. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So is it true that last weekend in Washington, D.C., comedian Monique and Rolling Ray got into an argument at the oh grocery store. So first of all, they look alike. Y'all can do it what you want, but Monique and Rolling Ray look <laughs> no, alike. They do it what like you want. Just get, you see the side-by-side. Like, because side. I'm not going through all that. You know what I'm saying? He's just, not going through all that this week. They look alike. So move, let's get to the yeah, other he's joke. spotted. A and B. Boom. So they got into it at the grocery store because they was both in line getting deli trays for the like, Super Bowl parties and shit. And he rolled over her foot. And when... Uh, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Oh, my that. goodness. Oh, my God. Terrible. So he rolled over her foot, and the argument ended with uh, her asking <laughs> for an apology and then telling him that she don't roll like that. You know, Monique would do it, and so that's the job. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got you there. We got there eventually. Question two. <laughs> I see shoulders shaking. Question two. Because they look alike. And that was funny because you know Monique would have went straight for a wheelchair joke. Now, is it true that the real reason that Shakira stuck her tongue out at the camera like that 
Okay, y'all saw her during the we halftime did. show and she did that. Is it true because the reason she did it is because she had just gotten into it backstage with that same cameraman when he asked her if Yolanda Adams was Big Frida. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> See, you thought you thought it was going one way, and then here we ended up. Asante has removed the mic from his front of his face. <laughs> Father God. Okay, question three. This is real quick. This is just something I heard. You know, the streets be talking. I want to know if it's true that Cicely Tyson be on the Tyler Perry sets hitting people when she don't like what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard, I heard Cicely Tyson been hitting people on set. Turn that damn music down. <laughs> okay, you got me with that one. With that being said, <laughs> I'm still down. I'm still down. I'm so mad at you. I don't know if it was Jade or Crystal. But one of them was like, what does Tyler Perry have over Cicely Tyson that she keeps doing this movie? He probably scared he going to get hit, too. (laughs) Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. I don't want a musty brain. (laughs) Okay? Friend, how you doing? I'm amazing. How are you doing? I'm all right. Now, you know what I'm saying? I don't roll like that. (laughs) So Asante You know the other day <laughs> One episode It was like a couple of weeks ago You did an accent And it made me think about When you did the Rihanna accent Let's be clear <laughs> Okay Talking about fart <laughs> No the one that took me down Was when I said That I was listening mm-hmm. To a Pop Smoke song <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you listen-, listen to the song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd be on the train and just thinking that I'll fucking die. Okay, we so we have a good time around here. Oh, we God. do. So we have a, a live show coming up. Yes. We do. On Thursday, February 13th at Sony Hall. Sony His All. We're very, very, very excited. We have a fun show planned, a different show planned. Even the, the setup of the event space is Everything different. Everything is different. The feel is a more intimate environment. It's going to be dark, y'all. <laughs> they have tables um, where you'll be seated and you have a full dinner menu available. Wait the food staff. is good. The food is good. The wait staff <laughs> yeah, look good. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the drinks are good. <laughs> so you guys can get nice and tipsy in the comfort of your seat with some need. So I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I hope everybody buys a ticket right now and comes to see us. Yes. We have Where a do they of- get the tickets? Go to Sony Hall and search the friend zone. I actually have a cute little link in my bio, but it might be too long if you have to go spell it out. But the link is bit.ly slash the friend zone live Sony Hall. Mm-hmm. Bit.ly slash the friend zone live Sony Hall. And bit.ly is B I T dot L Y. It's not B I T C H. It's B I C T H. I thought it meant you was giving the link away with an attitude. Bitchly the friend zone.com. <laughs> I thought that's what it meant. I don't know. Dustin, you have a black business for us this week, huh? I do. Um, is this it is the blackest in, business? Literally, and let me tell you why. It's called <laughs> Girls with Knowledge. Okay? Hey. And um, it is a 501c3 whose goal is to shape young activists and global business leaders who respond to human need and fight for human rights around the world. Wow. So this is an organiza- organization, excuse me, that I have worked with firsthand. Um, the CEO is uh, a, one of my uh, former co-workers and she's just really doing great things with these young girls in the Bronx, teaching them financial literacy, 
and different leadership skills, um, taking them to great uh, uh, field trips and then connecting them with people who can really have an impact on their future and their outlook on life. So they have tons of things going on. They're actually hiring them for the staff right now, too. So I figure now is a great time to share that. They're based in New York, but they actually have um, different things going on all over the country and even globally now. So there's opportunity there for people to get in where they fit in. Literally. <laughs> so you can just go to Instagram. Uh, their Instagram handle is simply girls with knowledge, just like it sounds. Straight up. Um, straight up. And you can find more information there. Shout out to GWK. That's dope. Hey. Thank you, Dustin. You so more than welcome. Dustin also took us for <clears throat> a wild Reddit ride last week in an episode titled The Grandmama is the Baby. <laughs> Why did I have to text Dustin? I said, is it the grandma is the baby or the grandmama is the baby? <laughs> it was like six in the morning. <laughs> Like, what wow. is life? I was smiling when I saw that. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, Dustin, really quickly give us mm-hmm. a recap of what last week's episode was about for the those who t- well, missed it. Well, the title was when Jocelyn was, well, that's not important. <laughs> but last week's episode was about um, a wild story that I found on one of the Twitter handles that follows a Reddit account called AITA, which is uh, an acronym that stands for Am I the Asshole? <laughs> and it's a, nothing but a collection of stories from people who who have been deemed uh, villainous by their close friends or family members or maybe coworkers in some way. And they kind of think like, am I tripping or are they tripping? And so we get a chance to decide. And the story that we read last week was about a woman who was very close to giving birth with her first child. Her husband and his father were preparing for her death. (laughs) And it was tripping her out (laughs) to the point where they were suggesting that she pack up her things, that she uh, film videos to have a message if something was to happen to her for the child, Um, all kinds of crazy extremes that they were going to. So I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. And as always, you guys had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? Well, friend, I decided to dip in those SoundCloud streets. Come on through. So, uh, would you like me to still go first? Go or ahead. do you want to yeah. see if I stole your comment? No, let me just say <laughs> Mallory Barker on SoundCloud called him a murderous pawpaw, and I screamed. <laughs> 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 yes, murderous papa. Murderous papa. Wow. I was like, damn it, that would have been funny. Appropriate. <laughs> well, go ahead, please. Oh share. yes, <clears throat> shout out to Amberlynn. You know, always coming through hey, supporting. Yes, Amberlynn. Uh, she went on ahead and reminded me the name of the movie that I was trying to talk about. It's called Ready or Not. The new person in the family has to play a game with the family. And the woman in the movie, she pulled the hide-and-seek card, which is rarely pulled, so they had to hunt her. It was based off the short story, The Most Dangerous Game, which is about a guy getting marooned on an island, and the only guy on the island to take him in, feed him, etc., and then hunt him in the woods around the house. Mm-mm. So, yes, I, I remember The Most Dangerous Game from, like, I don't know why, like, why I watch these crazy things. But people are crazy, and it felt like The Most Dangerous Game. When he said that, I was like, damn, this is exactly what they're doing. Like, he's about to have his baby. The grandpa is getting you ready to die. The murderous papa. And like yeah, the murderous papa. You're right, the murderous papa is setting it all up. He's instilling this mania in his son. They're already figuring out how they, like, he's probably done this before on the side. I don't know. But shout out to Amberlynn for telling me Y'all's that Y'all's commentary was so funny all yes. the tweets and yes stuff. they got they felt it just like us like what the fuck is going on <laughs> I, I wish there was a camera in here just to make memes of you because the entire oh my time God. I couldn't friend. handle it I had never seen you look like that at all the last five years we've been doing this shit I had never seen you look ever. like that friend really she was, was so anxious perplexed. the whole time like she just could not sit still I'm like, is, this, is this real <laughs> I, I 
hope need it's a, a screenwriter just testing out some material. I'm praying. I'm praying because yeah. it's a good idea yeah, to do that. The, yeah, let's see the I'm theaters. praying that it is fake too. But if it is, <laughs> I'm cussing their ass out for putting me through that emotionally. <laughs> I've been feeling so. for this woman, and she's a, a if she make believe. <laughs> What about you, friend? What did you find in them SoundCloud screeds? Oh, and I also found the sociopath one that I mm-hmm. thought you were going to read, mm-hmm. so we'll definitely do that next month. Coming oh, soon. God. Coming <laughs> soon to the friend, what is it? The crime zone. The crime, the crime zone, zone. So, well, 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 on SoundCloud <laughs> said, divinely, I <laughs> that's really funny, divinely, I happened to be passing by a Bed Bath & Beyond while listening to this part of the episode, this part meaning the wellness segment, and I made a pit stop to grab the eucalyptus sheets. How crazy is that? Hey. She was listening while passing a Bed Bath & Beyond. Go in here and get this right quick. She said, I cannot wait to try them, but get this. They were originally priced at $184. Remember I told you they were Ooh. pricey. Mm-hmm. But I got them on sale for $49. Ooh. With these sheets plus my weighted blanket, I'm about to put myself in a coma. For real. <laughs> so, apparently there's a sale. I don't know if it's still going on because obviously this was a week ago that we she left this <laughs> but definitely check it out I know when I got them they were on sale I don't think I got them that cheap but I will say Bed Bath & Beyond tends to have a lot of really great sales even Amazon um, what was the, the Buffy website always has sales like they stay with a 10-20% off so you can usually find them at a discounted mm-hmm. price and I'm excited to how many of you were co-signing how they are legit the softest sheets you have ever experienced mm-hmm. and a lot of you are looking forward to buying them definitely keep me posted and Dustin would you find in the Twitter street. Somebody said they was only for people with big nostrils, but I feel like that's still to be determined. <laughs> oh my God. And plus, Fran got something, you ain't got big nostrils. So that's why I was like, that's a damn lie. So <laughs> <awesome>. All sheets. <laughs> anyway. Vapor up sheets. So, That'd be amazing. Uh, shout out to the Twitter handle at her dreads rock, which is spelled just like it sounds, who I said that it's Black History rock. Month and all she has to say is... So shout out to her. She got that Cliff of Cisco saying, one thing you got to know, I'm going to be a nigga for life. (laughs) Shout out to her on Black History Month. Also, shout out to uh, Matthew A. Cherry, which everybody knows he's nominated for Hair Love, his short film for an Academy Award. So sending good vibes his way. You know, Claude was like one of the early investors in that project. So I think it's really cool to see what it's turned out. I know, right? Blessed hands. Okay, blessed (laughs) hands. Very cool to see how far it's gotten. So Matthew Cherry um, tweeted a video about the girl Taylor who was who has gone viral recently. It's a little black girl who uh, there was a video oh, clip the of her talking to her mama yeah, <laughs> about how their classmate Lizzie bitch had stolen <laughs> the little girl Taylor's perfect attendance pencil, her oh. pink perfect oh. attendance pencil. And the little girl was adorable and she was so vividly descriptive while she was telling this story and it just was a perfect just moment so I just wanted to give Taylor a little shine I don't even want to follow that up with nothing because I just love that little girl and she better have her goddamn pencil back and I didn't like the way her mama wasn't being proactive telling her basically to get over it and shit you don't don't tell her that okay (laughs) you don't instill them values at that time you had that conversation after she's kicked out of school for slapping the shit out of Lizzie and taking that pink perfect attention Tenant pencil back that she earned. Thank you. I saw many people were mad at the mom online. I was like, oh my mad. god. I hate to say it, Taylor, but your mama. You no. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. Let's just go on. <laughs> so I, 
you know, I've been watching um, the news, and which I don't tend to do, but kind of keeping track. I was watching a documentary on Netflix called Pandemic. Have y'all watched oh, it? Oh, no. <laughs> right. I thought I was going to get some. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Pandemic, How to Prevent an Outbreak, and it's a six-part series following experts on the front lines that are trying to keep us safe, you know, doctors, scientists, researchers. I will admit, watching Shout it— to them people. I watched it because I was just curious <clears throat> what they were going to touch on, especially considering, you know, the conversation around the coronavirus right mm-hmm. now. But I just felt like the sound design was making it feel so, like, scary, you know? Like, it was like— horror music Mm -hmm. kind of and I'm not going to say it's propaganda because these outbreaks obviously happen people do die but you know you don't want to watch something that's like you're going to (laughs) die very soon we don't know when but it's you know your turn's coming up so I just like after the second episode I was like I I felt like I had gotten what I needed from it Yeah. right Um, but I was curious because I have been seeing a little more panic than usual especially taking the New York City subway like I'd say 75% of the train these days has like gloves surgical on, mask. surgical masks. Yep. I, I feel like I've never seen it to this degree nope. in the city. Are you guys panicked by this at all? Well, New York is already filthy as fuck. I mean. So I'm already paranoid low-key <laughs> in public spaces. We have to be there, so it's whatever. But I have seen an increase of people like going the extra mile. Like to try the to, extra mile. Especially on airplanes, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Naomi Campbell definitely, I yep. think, has gotten in people's heads with her uh, wipe down of the seat and the table. And there was actually a flight attendant recently. Did you, did you guys see the video that went viral where she was telling people not to drink anything that might come from like the pipes, like any tea or water, mm-hmm. because those pipes only get cleaned four times a year, which was pretty unsettling because I get tea every time mm-hmm. I'm on a flight, mm-hmm. so that's not happening anymore. I also wonder if she kept her job after that expose. I don't know, but hopefully Inside Edition <laughs> hires her or somebody. I, know. Okay, she, I mean, that's she was so reporting. <laughs> she was so matter of factly with the information. She was also talking about the you know while the pillow covers might get washed every once in a while, the pillows themselves don't. So she was like, you know, just putting that out there. The blankets about them not really being washed, how the cleaners don't... You see how the the turnover from flight to flight is pretty quick. So it's not like the cleaners are really sitting there, like, cleaning everything down. So she was just, you know, giving people tips, especially now <clears throat> with these new outbreaks on how to take care of yourself and your body from germs and bacteria. But I will say... It got me thinking. <laughs> I wish you could see your face. Like <laughs> I'm my arms. I'm getting them little chill bumps and shit. <laughs> it got me thinking, though, of like how many times, especially in our lifetime. I won't even say our lifetime because a lot has happened. We're pretty old. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say in the 2000s, just how many times we've dealt with this sort of like pandemic oh outbreak. My God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. It's a new thing. And just. How many, because I actually started looking at like a timeline of like how much stuff we've dealt with. And Shit, f- you've dealt with it your whole life because you live in New York. That's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know it always hits, like, the states, but I know New York is, like, a, a scare zone for real. Because it's just so dense, you know, I feel like so I, many people. Yeah. I feel like maybe because even though media has changed, I feel like I didn't notice or pay as much attention to things that might have happened in the 90s as I did, like, to, to things that happen now because I'm like, 
is this because it's more severe or is it because I'm in New York City? Like, I never know what the difference and is And also because we're older. Yeah, true. So now, you know, that's why I said I kind of started paying attention more so to the 2000s. Because yeah, I think yeah. in the 80s and 90s, I was really young. So there was a lot that I just didn't understand. But I think as an adult, you know, when you're commuting mm-hmm. and uh, and that's when all of a sudden you start thinking about the city you live in and like precautions and all these things. And so I was kind of trying to find a timeline of like how the government kind of like terrorizes us with these outbreak stories. And obviously social media makes them even scarier and a bigger deal. So the first one that I was looking at was remember in 2001 with the anthrax coming in the mail, (laughs) coming in the mail. Was that so? That was two thousand one, which I didn't realize was only seven days after nine eleven that that mm-hmm. had happened. The first uh, yep. mail had been sent out, and so for those who aren't familiar, this is seven days after nine eleven. Anonymous letters laced with deadly anthrax spores began arriving at different media companies and like congressional offices. Five people died from that experience. Uh, Seventeen were infected. They were actually sent to like NBC, CBS, ABC, National Enquirer. Uh, sadly, postal workers are the ones that died that were Damn. handling the mail. Um, and a lot of the caretakers, like the employees of like the ear, eye and throat hospital locations are the ones that passed as well that were handling the patients. So that's super sad. The One thing that I read that kind of blew my mind was... Uh, the FBI picked the scientist who worked for the government's biodefense lab named Stephen Hatfield and decided he was a person of interest, mm-hmm. raided his home. Turns out he had nothing to do with it. You know, he sued the pants off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. And the New York Times like wrote up an article and everything. I mean, like totally turned this man's life upside down. He will be forever. Like that kind of shit will follow you forever. I mean, forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he didn't win the case against the New York Times. That was dismissed by the judge for some reason. But he did win the case against the Justice Department for defamation. And he was awarded $5.8 million. Wow. Which ain't enough, but whatever. Right. Whew, but ain't that something for them to accuse you of something like this, sending anthrax? Insane. Right. Can you imagine? Can you Insane. imagine? The fuck do you mean I sent anthrax? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know where to get none. Okay. <laughs> Shit. And the thing about that is, even if uh, you're cleared, people are still going to be looking yep. at you crazy. Wondering. you know, Because wondering, like, why he, why did he get picked? Why right. are they looking always at him? Always in the back of their heads. There's something, you, something is, you connected to something. You know? And then um, a second government scientist was suspected named Bruce Ivins, and he actually he committed suicide. He committed suicide. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You are just—he actually committed suicide before they could, like, get to him. Um, But a group of independent scientists reviewed the science used by the FBI and concluded that he didn't do it either. But then why did he commit—right, so that was kind of left, you know, unsolved, an unsolved mystery. But that was— do you remember going through that? And yes. kind of all of us were shook to even open the mail because mm-hmm. it was—and we weren't even on, like— Twitter or none of that no. was going social on media time. by then because no, we're that, talking about mail. Is this right? <laughs> and then this in 2001, I don't even think I was on MySpace yet. I feel no, no. So there was no like social network where we could like share our fear of like you know receiving mail with anthrax. So that we was kind of early. About anthrax in them AOL chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. Oh my god, I really don't think so. <laughs> At all. Not on my way, man. <laughs> 
ASO. What's the ASO? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I think that was probably as a semi adult, because how old are we in 2001? Trying to remember you. I know how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was legal. <laughs> I couldn't drink. Old when enough. I was legal. Old yes. enough to, to understand the gravity of the situation. <laughs> Your face. But I remember being scared, especially when the postal service, uh, the postal workers were dying mm-hmm. from it. It was this fear of like, I didn't even want to check the mail. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do y'all, was there any outbreak that kind of stood out to you yes. that you remember? This is a little bit before the 2000s, not too far before, but just a tad bit before. Mm-hmm. Remember mad cow disease and the hysteria mm-hmm. that, Absolutely. you know, commenced? Everybody thought that you couldn't eat any burgers. Mm-hmm. You damn sure couldn't go to the store and get a steak because mm-hmm. you was going to get mad cow disease. It yeah. wasn't even before. That was actually in 2003. Give that. me some. <laughs> so that Look, was around the same time. Never mind! <laughs> <laughs> No, I remember it because for those who don't know mad cow disease, it's a fatal brain disease in cattle. Yeah. So it's like a neurodegenerative disease in, in cattle that creates abnormal behavior. So they have trouble walking and later are just completely unable to move, Mm-mm. which is just really sad. Just Can you imagine? You out. Yeah. And it was infecting cows. So the first cow infected in the States. Mad cow disease is just locking them cows up like that, friend. <laughs> You tell us what it did one more time, Fred. What did it do, Fred? You said it do what? It's a neurodegenerative disease uh-huh. in cattle that creates abnormal behavior. They have starts so they with trouble walking. <laughs> Come they, on. So they Dude, lock I up. I was say the way you ran it back was so much funnier, though. <laughs> like, so once they get to tripping, then what happens? They get to like pimp walking. So one of the four legs drag a little bit every nice. sip they it's take, sad, and then what happens, Fred? And then you eat it. And but, but before we get to <laughs> Applebee's, what happens? Tell me about the locking up part. I'm not telling you. <laughs> you said they just get to moving and fall the fuck over. So the first case of the infected cow was discovered in a farm in Washington State. And that was actually in 2003. So Mexico, Japan, South Korea, and the U.S. temporarily banned beef, especially coming Don't in from Canada. Don't even North Korea. <laughs> you at the border. No! <laughs> no cows. So no. then you remember people were really scared to eat beef. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. They didn't want to lock up either. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine eating a quarter pounder? <laughs> and next thing you know, <laughs> like it just stand. You know how when they lock the seats but on the roller coaster? It happened, Dustin. It did. It happened to people. I'm glad the cows got happier. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my God! So the other one. So eating beef <laughs> infected with mad cow <sighs> became called a, a variant CJD. That's what it was called in humans. And what happened? Dustin, please do not make a joke out of this. <laughs> what would happen? Please try. <laughs> so loss of bladder and bowel controls, loss of speech, physical coordination, and you would lock up. So it just wasn't 
It was rough. That's what. But this oh, is what man, I understand though, because this. if you locked up, <laughs> ain't your booty locked up too? So how they shitting and shitting all over everything? <laughs> Not because if you locked up like that, you know what I'm saying? Once you get to, you know what I'm saying? Why? Okay, so you imagine being stiff, being shitting at the same time. I swear I'm not laughing at this, but the phrase lock up has, like, since you all first, a since you first all introduced it. for a whopper. <laughs> flame broiled. <laughs> <laughs> all for a goddamn whopper. God you done locked up us. and shit all over the floor. Do you remember SARS? <laughs> yes. You remember SARS? Not only, that was the first surgical mask uh, craze. <laughs> and everybody was learning everybody surgical everybody was on math. the plane with him and every, like, And that was everywhere. 2002. Remind me to Ooh. tell y'all something funny about SARS after we get off the mics, okay? <laughs> No. I can't even tell this one on this. So this was this was after anthrax and before mad cow disease. So that Baby. was a contagious and sometimes fatal respiratory illness. Uh, it was a virus transmitted through droplets in the air. So that was what was rough and exactly. Oof. And you know the train, come on, mm-hmm. sneezing, even just talking. Because think about it: people's mm-hmm. mouths be all tongue. wet and spitting and skin to skin contact, <laughs> kissing. I mean, there was really no way to not get it. Uh, it first appeared in a farmer in China in 2002. Um, and then in 2003, a fish seller who was just not feeling too great checked into a hospital. He ended up infecting 30 nurses and doctors. And that's Damn. when they realized. What kind sh- of hospital was that? They started realizing that shit was about to get Because you real. said skin to skin, right? Yeah. Stop. So... Sound like some Grey's Anatomy <laughs> shit to General Hospital. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then do y'all remember bird flu? Yes. Bird box. We've been through a lot, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> bird. Yeah. Bird, bird flu, flu was a type of flu that naturally occurred in wild waterfowl and uh, could be spread into domestic poultry. So then, of course, now we worried about a chicken. Which is um, where I draw the damn line. <laughs> And then I was reading, like, how do you, how would you have caught bird flu? Because if it's in wild fowl, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They said um, it could spread via contact with their feces. So if you're swimming. Oh, fish poop or something. You're swimming bird poop because it's bird flu. So you're swimming and you take in, you know, secretions from their nose and their mouth. Jesus Christ. And that really innocently, you know, we're swimming in ponds and lakes with ducks and stuff. Baby, Uh, I'm getting in the pool. (laughs) You got me fucked up. Ducks be in people's pools. Not not the ones I'm getting in. (laughs) And they can turn into severe (laughs) forms of pneumonia. They say when you get bird flu, your chest start beating real fast, like a like it's a bird under your shirt, and that's how they know you got it. They say, "Well, fuck us, we walk around like," <laughs> and that's how you know they got the bird flu. <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all, because we got to laugh to keep from crying. Okay, we talk about all this shit gonna get us. Do you remember swine flu? I was just gonna say I remember swine flu. This too. is mm-hmm. a lot. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Eating chitlins. <laughs> <Swine>. <laughs> <laughs> God said, forgive us They said only statuesque people got swine flu You had to have a, a curvy sway to your hips to get swine flu Swine flu is for sexy people <laughs> Yo, where do you get this shit? So that was a type of flu How creepy is this? It was a type of flu where your lungs became stiff I ain't even gonna say it Oh my God I ain't even gonna say it Oh my God Airtight like Ziploc <laughs> Can you imagine? 
It was also <laughs> known as the H1N1. Remember, they were yeah, calling it that on the news. Do you know 500,000 deaths in its first year happened because of that? Because of the swine flu? That's some real shit. That's terrible. 500,000 in 74 countries. And that was just the first year. Mm-hmm. And this was in 2009. Um, I checked. I'm like, why, you know, why they call it the swine flu? Apparently, the virus that caused the disease originally jumped to humans from the pigs in which it evolved. So the cattle, once again. So, so far, we have pigs, birds, chicken, chicken beef. We can't have nothing fun and <laughs> good. <laughs> nothing, man. And you got to think about how mass how like we mass produce food now so these things mm. can't even be like contained in any way because it's be millions of you know birds and chickens and these terrible conditions just because we all need our burgers and our chicken boxes and them damn Popeye sandwiches <laughs> all allegedly that chicken, see you're right <laughs> We gonna get a cease and desist from Sorry, all Popeyes. these Love that chicken from Papa. <laughs> Love bird flu from Papa. <laughs> Sorry, Do you I remember MERS? MERS? Mm-mm. I Mers? thought that was a makeup line. <laughs> no, it's M E R S. That was a. Uh, it was the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome that happened in 2012. You don't remember? It was a big deal too. Four out of ten. Four out of every ten people that got it died. Damn. Oh no. So it was pretty intense. Shit. It was first reported in Saudi Arabia. So the Arabian Peninsula, anyone that was traveling in there, coming from there, came back with this, you know, unknown respiratory syndrome. That's the one that happened in New York? I don't remember if it was in New York, mm. but I know whoever it was had come from the Arabian Peninsula. Um, that was 2012. So that was like, whoo. And then uh, remember 2014, the Ebola And by then we were on Twitter, so everyone was freaking out. (laughs) I actually saw uh, when I was doing the research for this, where Trump was saying he's more he's more scared of Ebola than the coronavirus. (laughs) I was like, hmm, I can guess Mm, why. Any damn way. So what uh, made people in the states get scared was a Dallas nurse was the first person to contract it in the States while treating a patient who had recently traveled from abroad. So I know she was mad. She was on the schedule. <laughs> I know she was like, and it's your fault, Karen, <laughs> whoever set the schedule. And with that virus, it just causes straight-up organ failure. Damn. Just and like down. heavy, yeah, you just shut down. And that's another disease that's spread by cattle. But also insects. And speaking of insects, do y'all remember the Zika craze? Yes. Mm-hmm. Zika was a big one. It was. And I forget where I was supposed to travel to that was like in the tropics because everyone was saying about these insects. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, Fuck this. We were all kind of shook to have to travel once that was like being spread around Twitter. And Make you want to walk around with a net around you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just don't even come, come nowhere near me. Like... <laughs> I don't remember if it was Zika, but one of the viruses, uh, somebody like somebody like landed in New York up the block from where I used to stay. They were like quarantined like that building. <gasps> what? And they somebody, quarantined the building? And someone we knew used to stay in that building. It was like their building or the building like next door or across. But I was like, what the fuck is going on? They, they ain't were, make it out. They, they were out. They were like, they were like, somebody got the virus or something. I forgot. I don't even know which scare it was, but it's somebody that we all know. Wait a minute. So what do they do to quarantine a building? Because I've actually never seen it that. It was just a bunch of police tape up. And then I just saw police some. Police tape. W- w- 
Baby, it we looks, lift that up and go right on down the sidewalk. <laughs> you know, the Zika was I like. I got to get to my mailbox. Y'all well, got the, me fucked The up. worst part was the, the plastic, the way that they had it taped up. Like, it looked really sloppily like like somebody just kind of didn't know what they was doing. Oh and I was God. like, there's or no like the standard, person who they like, told they had to tape that shit was like, fuck y'all. So I got to touch this shit. <laughs> right. Like, I'm taping this shit up in three seconds. Right. Like, that was like <laughs> trying to hit it from the side. I was trying like, to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I was seeing that um, even with the coronavirus now, there was a flight that was coming in last week, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was LAX or something in the States on the West Coast. And there was like a big debate on whether they should quarantine the plane. Because it was coming from like that Wuhan area that people were saying a lot of the first, you know, the first, uh, the initial people who had gotten sick were coming from that area. So what they do? I don't know. I didn't see an update. So it might be. The flight attendants just ran up and down the aisles with Lysol cans and spraying, like just sprinting up and down the aisles of the plane. Passing out ginger ale. But also, I wonder if we have like contingency plans for these things. You know, like what do you do if a plane lands and they just came from a, like, how do you quarantine that? Because it's a What's wrap, the plan? according to that uh, flight attendant, when it comes to them blankets and pillows, you might as well let the motherfuckers off. Because the blankets and pillows going to fuck the next flight up anyway. So. Oh, God. <laughs> and then with Zika, uh, like I said, that was, a, that was a 2018 thing. Virus, the virus is transmitted primarily by mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Um, the symptoms are like fever, rash, muscle and joint pain, and conjunctivitis, which is like mm-hmm. pink eye. Mm-hmm. So that was like, oh, okay. And... Uh, what we were seeing that was kind of scary was the birth defects that it was causing in the brains oh, wow. of the babies. Like if the mom was infected during pregnancy, the babies would have these brain defects that were like, Jesus. yeah, it was devastating. We kept seeing the news reports, you know, and then it made you wonder, like, I think you were just saying, like, is it that things have gotten worse or is it just that we have access to social media? So we're seeing more of it in real time and it just feels more daunting and scary just from like the pictures being shared, you know, uh, especially with the Zika, the moms sharing Mm -hmm. the babies, their deformities. It was like pretty intense trying to figure out, like, how can we be of service? Zika sound like it hurt too. (laughs) Zika. Like like it just sounds painful. Sharp. I don't know. <laughs> and then 2020, it's the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So that Crazy. was the gift that that January brought us. And um, from looking at that, that originates from bats. Yeah, that's what they're thinking. And initial cases, like I mentioned, occurred in people who worked at or visited the Wuhan market in China, where a variety of wild animals are sold. Um, but the weird thing is, no <laughs> bats are sold there. So they're saying um, this and I'm getting all this information from the CDC, (laughs) which is the center. Okay, Dustin, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. (laughs) ATL. (laughs) Yeah, it is in the ATL. (laughs) Um, So they were saying that um, a yet to be identified animal must have acted as some type of host or stepping stone to transmit the disease to humans. They're actually guessing that it may have been some snakes that Ugh. were there. Yovana ass <laughs> from Real Housewives. She she would be the one brought that shit over here. <laughs> she would. And I was looking to see what the symptoms are. And it says just shortness of breath is the first one. That then turns into coughing and like an incessant coughing that then turns into fever. 
Damn. And the numbers just keep rising. It's not any higher than like flu numbers. You know, people die. I don't, for some reason, I guess because we hear that so much, it's harder. It's easy to forget rather that like a lot of people die of the flu. The flu mm-hmm. will fuck you up. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. die of the flu I on mean, a yearly basis. Every time I think of the flu, I think of all flus. <laughs> like right, I think of swine, so many birds. Variants. So when you just say, oh, I just got the flu, I'm thinking, oh, you got one of the flus. I don't know which <laughs> one, but anyone could kill me, so I don't want none. Like, right. it's automatically what I think. Whew. I always think about the word floozy. <laughs> Every time I hear flu, I always think about the word floozy and when the next time I'll be get to like use it. (laughs) Yeah, floozy. And I get anxious thinking about these flus and their variants that start getting um what's you know what I'm trying to say? And they 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 fuck. I know exactly exactly what what they turn into a new super variant of whatever. What's the word? It's on the tip of my tongue. They they blank morph into or not morph. There's a more specific word for what that That we're trying to find. It's on the tip of my tongue. And then they become resistant to antibiotics and or whatever treatments, you know, that our government might have. So that to me, you're hearing it now about um, sexually transmitted. Yes. Mutate. They mutate. Thank you, sir. Shook the table. I was, like, it's, I was like, it's so it's simple. A, it's a simple word, and I couldn't think of it. <laughs> um, and so, you know, reading all of this, I funny enough, I was not funny enough. You're going to have to throw that journal away when you leave here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying them words. All that energy. <laughs> so NPR has this podcast called Shortwave, and mm-hmm. I love it because it's only like 10 minutes. And hey. it's like 10 minutes of something you didn't know. Mm. And I love it because it's just like I learn all these things on a, on a weekly basis. Let me go on and download that right now. <laughs> I love cute something. So good. So Strangely enough, their topic for this week uh, was a podcast about the importance of washing your hands. Yes, Lord. And I think people underestimate the importance of washing your hands. You know, a podcast like this sounds powerful. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to just be played in common areas on a regular basis as a reminder because... It is so surprising to me how many times to this day mm-hmm. I use the restroom and there's always somebody that walks right out that walks right the fuck out. And I always want to go find them afterwards <laughs> and knock their drink out their hand or dump <laughs> something on them and be like, go wash your fucking hands, you nasty ass. Right. Especially at the gym with their funky ass oh, shit. No. Or when they don't wipe the down the machines. Oh, yeah. Jade and I are like germaphobes. We wipe down. Mind you, just be us in there and yeah. we will wipe everything down that we use. Looking at each other like, I love you, bitch, but... <laughs> Before and after. But but on this podcast, which I think people should listen to, she was saying that in 1844 in Vienna, um, there was a doctor. (laughs) God damn! There was a a Hungarian physician and scientist by the name of Ignaz Semmelweis. Right, so he's actually the pioneer of antiseptic procedures and hand disinfection. Shout out to him. So hospitals at that time didn't know about germs. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing here? (laughs) That's sad. (laughs) That's really sad. That means they were trying to help people and like diseases and shit was happening. Y'all must have just left me up there. Just leave them (laughs) there and shit. Like, you know, (laughs) don't even take them in there. For what? (laughs) Hospitals didn't know about germs. They even had more. I can't even get this part out because I just can't. (laughs) 
Come on, friend. What is that? Please. Come on, friend. <laughs> I can't. My body's resisting. They had more than one patient in a bed. What? What? I did not see that coming. What? I guess we they must think this to OJ's. We cry together in this motherfucker. So we both going through, I guess, a shoulder to lean on. Oh, my so God. So if I'm just in there for a headache, someone bloody going to be sitting right on me, yeah. on my bed. This motherfucker, I'm, I'm in here. I'm, I'm, I'm in this bitch because my toenail came off and the motherfucker next to me got leprosy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we just, Oregon trip. Like, what the fuck is this? And y'all don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> Y'all don't even know what germs Germs was the first medical thing I learned about as a child Because it was overcrowded They you were doing say the best they was in two month bed to bed <laughs> They were doing the best Ooh. they could It's 1844 you We know? better be laying right. feet to head So as you can imagine As you can imagine With these standards If you can call them huh. that Mortality rates were high <laughs> Wow And because bacterial infections At that time were just not understood so, is this where the term deathbed came from? Because <laughs> so, that's what they was literally on, friend. So, the podcast said that because of this overcrowding, the hospital split the maternity ward into two sides. They had to split into two clinics black and white. One was run by doctors, and the other by the midwives, right? But what they were noticing was that the women on the side of the doctors' clinics were dying more than the side with the midwives. Which confused them because they're like, technically, the doctors are supposed to know more. So why are people dying under their watch at such a rapid rate? They just could not understand. So the doctors... All this to say, niggas, it's nasty. <laughs> Listen, the doctors were performing, are you ready? Autopsies in one room, then going to the next room to give these pregnant women exams. No. Without washing their hands. Or changing their clothes. Like no. I said, they didn't know about germs or bacterial infections at that time. You and common sense, though. I know that's but common sense didn't been around since day one, since let there be light. I mean, people have had not. common sense. So you wouldn't think to wash this death juice off your hands before you go in here and try to. No, they were trying because of the overcrowding. Their only goal was just to get as much work done as possible. So they were infecting the moms Ew. with cadaverous matter. Which Ew. carried bacteria. Oh. So sad when you think about that, right? So he, of course, was, like, trying to figure this out. Like, what is it that's causing these women to die, you know? <laughs> so a colleague of his actually died from a scalpel injury during an autopsy. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> so He fell on it or something? No, it was just a cut. That got infected. Damn. Oh, I thought it's like he cut like a vein. No, no, no. It was just a bacterial just a infection. Damn. Yeah, that just a dirty nail. That <laughs> motherfucker had what's a he, what's that shit you got to get the shot for? Tetanus. Yeah, he had tetanus. <laughs> so the, and the wild part that the doctor that Ignaz noticed was that the postmortem results from his colleague who died from the scalpel injury were almost exactly the same as the postmortem results of the women who were dying in the maternity ward. So he was like, ah, okay, there's a connection. Whatever killed my colleague is killing these women. It's a thing. Oh, wow. And that's when he realized maybe it's some kind of germ or bacteria. Like he literally pioneered mm. this thought process. So he put in chlorinated lime 
and it did like a, a test, like a study with his colleagues and said, wash your hands before you go from room to room with this. And once they started washing their hands, guess what? The mortality rates completely shifted. Mm. Ain't that something? And so when I was reading on through the CDC <laughs> with all these flus and viruses and respiratory syndromes and, you know, all the different outbreaks that we hear about year to year to year, I was like, how can we protect ourselves, especially living in major cities? The advice everyone was saying was wash your hands. Mm -hmm. So simple. And if you cough, you know, cough into your hands or cough like and that. And then is, wash them nasty. And then wash them, mm -hmm. exactly. So just that simple because really there's no other way to protect yourself. Imagine you get to hell and they say, why am I here? And it's like, because you ain't wash your fucking hands. <laughs> mm. and, I'm, and now, mm. because obviously when I use the bathroom, I wash my hands. Mm -hmm. In the gym, I wash my hands. But one thing that... I don't do that. I, this kind of inspired me to start doing is as soon as I get, get home, into the house, wash your hands. As yep. soon mm -hmm. as I get into the house, especially because you're handling your clothing, you're going into the kitchen and cooking and stuff. The one of the first orders of business is washing my hands as soon as I get in, especially because I take the train and I'm holding. Same. You know, you're holding the yep. bars and the turnstile, yep. your metro card. Think yep. of just the day to day dirt. Even though there's a part of me being a New Yorker that's like, that dirt's good for you. <laughs> it toughens you up. Shit. I wash my hands when I come in the door. I mean, that's something that I'm Just absolutely going to start doing. specifically being on the train. Right. That's the one thing because you are you're making putting contact. your hands in your mouth. And, and people are there. and they You're using mm -hmm. the bathroom, your private and they parts. they using the bathroom. <laughs> right. So, but you guys don't fall into the hysteria of all these like outbreaks and patterns no, that not, have happened. I'm not going to be paranoid about things. Um, I'm generally a clean, physical, like my body. I keep my body clean. Y'all ain't never smelled me. Never. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Asante. No, I'm just fine. I was like, I'm listening to your story. He was like, well. But like, you know, never. but I just, so I'm not going to do anything outside of what I already do. Within reason, now, they tell me it's like godliness. down. Yeah, you know, and I, I rock that all white when I'm feeling godly. So, <laughs> if they tell me the virus is down the street and then we have to take some sort of you know precaution because of something specific like that, then yeah. But I'm not finna walk around with no, um, you know, paranoia. Yeah, yeah. And tie my face with a bed sheet or whatever. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> with a bed sheet. Are you guys gonna get the surgical masks? Well, Off-White does have some cute ones <laughs> on their website. Have you seen them? No. They're really cute not. for real. They go around your ears, and then they, like, cover your whole mouth. <laughs> and they got, like, the Off-White symbol. You would do thing. a designer really one. Yeah. But would you guys consider it? Or the wipe-downs, like, on the flights, wiping down the tables and the seats and the side I usually, arms. I have a travel thing, a Lysol, <laughs> that I spray sometimes when I get on a plane if I'm feeling paranoid. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I ain't finna carry no you know, cleaning supply kit around with me. <laughs> I'm not Molly made when I get on the plane. Like, I just want to go to sleep. That's it. And I just feel like, you know, maybe that does help, but I'm like, is that even making a dent to the dirt that you're just, the, the, you're like an incubator on a flight. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. everyone's breathing in recycled air back yeah. and forth for however many hours. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know, I guess it's better to do it than not. Are you paranoid at all? No. Just I like, watch a lot of those like sci-fi movies. You know, the Resident Evil series was all about them damn viruses. I feel like they th always are. It's always a virus. And then it was a big court. It was always corporate. So it's like, mm, you know, whether it yeah. be 
You know, so I'm just kind of not paranoid. If if I get up to the virus, I'm just going to get the virus. I'm going to die. Like, you know, it's just right. as simple as that. It is what it Unless is. Unless there's going to be some cure that's going to be dangled around somewhere. It's just going to happen. That's just going to be it. But ain't no white people really sneezing around me like that. So we're just going to continue <laughs> to give God the glory and pray that they keep their germs over there. Whoever has the germs that I don't want. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. What, it is, what is it that you think makes certain people so like that freak out like there are certain people I'm seeing online especially that like have not been have not been able to stop tweeting about the coronavirus like they are just fully invested in the fear I think this. it's nasty guilt I think that they are <laughs> I really typically say yeah I think they're typically nasty mm. and they feel guilty about it and so now that this has happened I think they're working on overdrive you know what I'm saying mm. to try to combat this you shouldn't have been nasty all along this nasty guilt <laughs> nasty guilt mm-hmm. and lastly mm-hmm. <laughs> my uh, what do they call it tinfoil hat mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> the whole tap. I'm like 10, 20% wow. old tap, maybe 15. <laughs> Starts buzzing when stuff like this happens. Mm-hmm. Do you see? ever go on a whole tap Twitter and see what they say? <laughs> the conspiracy theories are wild. Sometimes they're so insane that I'm like, all right, this is I'm where the train stops with me. But for the most part, I'd be on board. Mm-hmm. I watch some of them little YouTube channels. Hell yeah. Just because I'd be like, what y'all YouTube? niggas talking about today? <laughs> like, what's going on, niggas? And then they'd be making some points until they don't. So I always, exactly. you know, I always take what, what resonates, I, resonates. What I, doesn't, I, doesn't. I, exactly. I take what I need and I move accordingly. So, yes, I do get trapped in a lot of them holes. And then I just be sitting here like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then you be paranoid as fuck. But I do think, I do agree that a lot of the times, you know, these are lab created that may be leaked yeah, accidentally. H1N1, H22, yeah. Or it's intentional to cover up no. what's going on. We just don't know. But I don't, I don't want no man-made virus. Mm, I feel don't like most no of them are. give me no cubic zirconia virus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want to die of a diamond. Give me a heart attack or some shit. You know what I'm a saying? Something na- a natural cause. I don't want no You unnatural. want something straight from a cattle. Yeah, something just, you know, like, like I said, <laughs> heart attack, let me fall out and shit. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. I don't want no damn... Zika virus, you know, I don't want none of that shit. No man-made shit. Mm. Nothing lab created. <laughs> so I'm curious, those of you listening, does your tinfoil hat, has it been buzzing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you think this is covering up the impeachment? I mean, talk to us. Ooh. Why it's called corona? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Fred, let's get to you because what have you been watching? I don't think you want to know. <laughs> look, look, this this finna be your wellness segment. I want <laughs> to know. You sound like you've been you've been right, put on, I'm just on the saying, info. The timing, if you look at the timing, there's always a correlation with a bigger story that they need our attention to be diverted from. That's all so I'm saying. So you're saying it's not just a coronavirus, it's beer in general. <laughs> quote unquote, right? Right. Just, you know, I don't put that past our government. I don't put anything past them. Mm. We already seen how many experiments they've done on people for whatever goddamn reasons. Especially our them triplets. <laughs> oh my god, Remember? don't get me started on mm-hmm. that documentary just for the sake mm. of science, you we, know. We seen the blue light for ourselves. <laughs> so, okay. You know, it's just I'm always just curious about the timing. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of gets me buzzing. Um but I'm also outside of that just curious about how we're going to deal because once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. Regardless of like who it started from, mm-hmm. you know, that'll take us on how many different um 
roller coasters of emotions. Right. My thing is, okay, now that it's here, what do we do to make sure that like we we'll ain't be locking okay? up and falling out somewhere? <laughs> You would, I bet you say eating a burger and locking up. You would think at some point, <laughs> what they would lo- unlock. <laughs> that was a oh, good one. Woo, okay, all right. <laughs> that was a good one for several reasons. Put some testing on it. Um, <laughs> you would think at some point there would be some sort of like initiatives, whether it be to like find out where these viruses in it originate from and how to like make sure that they don't happen again. So if it's like from bats, is it because we need to help the damn bat ecosystem? If, if it's from cows, like what is it? Like if we know it's from feces uh, from these animals, do people just need to do better jobs or we need to implement standards here and there? Like we always kind of hear about these things coming and going, but never like what the actual cure is was and like what the long term fix will be. So that's why I just kind of never have gotten caught up in any of that because I'm always like, yeah. well, it just kind of came and now it's gone. And people that's a good just- point. They actually brought that up in that pandemic documentary on Netflix where uh, one of the legislators, I really forget his name. But he was saying the biggest problem that people don't become interested is because of what I just read where it's like every year there's a new one Mm -hmm. and then people kind of just move on and there's Mm. no like backlog of like this is what we did to eradicate it or you know this is why you're not hearing about it anymore or maybe this is why you are hearing about it you know like it's just Mm. it just seems like another hashtag or some kind of propaganda to just get people scared. They like need to talk about it on the doctors. I'm sorry. I no, didn't you hear you talking. But I feel like they need to talk about it on the doctors so people will know. Because people I mean, watch yeah, the doctors. I feel like they do, though. Yeah. I'm sure they cover all of that. They need to talk about the, the shit ones. he was talking about. Like, <laughs> this is what had we did to eradicate it. This yeah, right. like, no, like, I agree. I, like, think I don't know if this needs to be like an initiative from like the CDC and they need to partner with like Amanda some, Seals. <laughs> create some kind of series that breaks it down yeah. in yeah. layman's terms. That's why the virus is here. <laughs> and so my, my brothers need to know. The, let me stop because I don't want to know Amanda Seals smoke. <laughs> <laughs> And it, and it even, if, even if not just so much as a series, as much as like even a catalog or database, and it's like at least where we have an the, app. Something, something an app, just a, a citizen app, app. just like, a really good resource for all this stuff. Like you know, this was the virus. You know, yeah, we know how many people it it took out, or you know where it originated from, but we don't necessarily know like how to make sure it don't come back. Like. Government has it on ice somewhere, so we know it can come back anytime and any reason why. But yeah. if we were making sure it don't come back for real, for real, then we would be sure, like, all right, somebody had this shit, and why the fuck did it happen again? No, I totally agree. <clears throat> I think that's one of the ways that it'll that people will take it a little more seriously, and maybe we can figure out how to avoid it. So, didn't want to scare anybody, but I just thought, <laughs> with all that being said, so if y'all get them uh, surgical masks, you know, send us pictures of y'all wearing them. But I'm curious, those of you listening, are you freaked out? Are you like, whatever? This is just another, you know, virus, another thing. There'll be another one next year. Are you kind of like blase about it all? Um, maybe you're someone who works in the front lines and research that can like send us some insight or some mm. guidance. Or are you a tinfoil hatter as well? (laughs) Tell me what YouTube channels you're watching. (laughs) But put us on, leave us comments, let us know what your thoughts are. You, you know, coronavirus freaked out. They're going to start calling you for appearances on them shows. Watch. Nah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm going to see white vans parked outside my house. (laughs) Okay, don't be walking down 125th Street now. (laughs) 
Lord. Even though the block I live on, I might be all right for now. Oh, Ain't nobody well, going to bother okay. me. <laughs> Look, somebody going to notice if you go missing on your block. <laughs> and you know what? Because I know you're going to do a tech episode soon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is completely off topic, but it just popped into my head because of surveillance. Like, we're talking about that. Do you know, um, mm. uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift mm. had a facial recognition at her concert, like in everyone that attended, to make sure that none of her stalkers were in the audience. Are you fucking kidding what me? What do you guys think of that? I mean, we could get into that a whole other time, but I thought that was fascinating. I had to put a pin on that. I was like, wait, we got to talk about this. This is going to be Can one of our black... Can we talk about this music man segment? Because <laughs> what? Like... We're going to talk about this during... That's... Can you believe it? I just heard that. Well, that's what you get for going to a Taylor Swift concert. They use facial recognition <laughs> technology to protect her from, you know, they matched it to her stalkers to make sure that none of them were in the audience. Wow. I also wonder, I mean, they had to have gotten permission. Well, we don't know, actually. Right. Like, Start did her fans know that? Ticketmaster. Right. Like, when you bought the ticket, was that the fine print? Because there's no way that they could have gotten everyone to sign. Unless they get, like, a Facebook login when you bought it. Because then, like, well, Facebook, they said they could sell us your stuff for oh, this. Oh, right. Because you know, if they just get it from a big company, then they I'm don't even so tell people, I'm so curious how they granted that permission. That's crazy. But mask off. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it, mask off. Okay. <laughs> and really quickly, let's bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> I wish you guys could see their little dances. So this one is super quick, super, super quick. Talk to me really quickly about your dental health. Mm. I brush my teeth. <laughs> You're like, the end. <laughs> I go to the dentist. Are you up to date? Mm-hmm. Like, teeth your clean, teeth are clean. Cavities um, filled. Yes, Lord. You know, I have a little bit of work I need to do on the left side in the back, and I'm scheduling that. What do you have to do, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I'll tell you after the thing. Okay. Because <laughs> you motherfuckers <laughs> ain't finna be calling me fill in the blank right <laughs> <laughs> How often do you get cleanings? I try to go every six months. Last oh, year. Oh, so you're like really yeah. on it. Well, I grew up, like my dad worked for an auto company, so we had good insurance. Oh, so amen. I used to go to the Damn. dentist, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Jealous. growing up. That's Shit. real. What about you? Are you up to date? Shout Be honest, because I wasn't I up to date. I brushed my teeth today, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's as far as I can get. Cleanings. Are you no, into that world? I, I need to be back on it. Yeah. I'm very upset and right now. You guys now. have beautiful teeth. Thank, I just, you. You do thank too. you. I thank have you. a lot of opportunities. <laughs> a lot of room for opportunity here. Um, My insurance just came back, and they gave me a dentist again uptown in Inwood. So I have to either go see that nigga before I get all this shit changed or just just go change it. Because I'm like, right. damn. But I might just go see him first because I'll travel if it's the good. other side of the earth for you. <laughs> I, know, I literally, that's, that's what I was like, That's Damn. like over an hour commute. And I was like, it's going to be January, so let me get this done. Then they finally sent me the letter and I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not getting this done no time. So soon. they pick a specific dentist in the network as opposed to giving you yeah, options? Yeah, they didn't, like they never let me send the stuff because this, I picked a new plan this year too. So they never sent me like no directory or even like gave me a window to pick. I was like, oh, shit, I got to make my payment. <laughs> like, I didn't right. even get none of the other stuff. I just got my car one day, and it's like, oh, your shit's up on Linux. And I'm like, I don't live by Linux no oh, more, shoot. so why do I have to do any of this? So, Well, I'm sure you could get that changed, yeah, especially because yeah, yeah. you don't live there anymore. So I've been asking around because I needed a new dentist. As I mentioned, maybe two weeks ago, I cracked a molar, mm-hmm. which was not a fun experience, huh? She's not black now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I had been asking around. I was asking literally all of y'all, mm-hmm. like all my friends, 
a lot of people. <laughs> I was asking a ton of people, and it was kind of funny because everyone had the same experience of either they don't really like their dentist or the dentist kind of an asshole. I was like, Damn. is that just dental culture that dentists aren't friendly or nice? Because I've never had a nice dentist. I have. You have? Mm-hmm. Like a really kind one? Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Dr. Buxton. Um, in Michigan, and shout out to Dr. Belford in Michigan. Like That's Dr. So Belford great. was You're my You're the only person dentist. that I heard. I, I used to take the like the No Cavity Club. They would take your picture with Not a Polaroid no camera, camera. <laughs> and you hold like a big stuffed animal. Aww. That's it was like a so thing. cute. It was a thing. Yeah. See, it's like positive reinforcement. So Shit. I have not chomp, had chomp. that. Okay. <laughs> I've had terrible experiences with like dentists. They could have been, you know, great at their work. Doesn't take away from the work. But I do think, what do they call it? Bedside manner? Yes. Whatever the dental version mm-hmm. of that is, is still important. Mm-hmm. And I, chair side chat. Chair side chat. <laughs> a little fireside yeah. chat. Yeah. I just never experienced that. So um, XD was actually telling me how he has a dentist that he loves. He was like, she's funny. She's really kind. She's not the kind that, like gets on you about flossing and and gives you that kind of like anxiety and I was like you know what let me look into that I love that she's from Syria she's a woman oh, nice. she has a a nonprofit attached to her dental company so every like for every I think it's like 15 or something percentage of what you spend goes to children in Syria and helps oh, wow. them you love know it. so that already I was like, okay, she's literally my new best friend. Yeah. So I made the appointment and I went. And also, if you go on ZocDoc and Yelp, which was a lot of where I was trying to find one through, all the reviews are usually terrible for dentists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's like, she's an asshole. She's a bitch. <laughs> it just seems like it's dental culture. Um, oh, her, her name is Dr. Amal Latouf. That's A-M-A-L. L-A-T-T-O-U-F. And that is funny that her last name is Latouf. 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 <laughs> and if you look on ZocDoc and Yelp, all five-star reviews. Yes. Which is rare. She's a five-star chick. Okay. She sure is. Five little mama. And the biggest thing you'll notice in her description is that it says she's skilled at managing the complexities of dental anxiety and dental phobia. So oh, that, wonderful. you know me with my psychology obsession. I was like, I love her already. And so she's at 250 East 63rd Street in Manhattan. The office is so cute. It's so cute. It's like designed in a way that's comforting, really pretty office. It's all women. Does she have an Instagram wall? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's all women. The ma- the machines they use are really high tech. Like she had this really cool camera and she put it in my mouth and was showing me everything, mm. like the crack of the tooth. You know, she fixed my tooth that day. Um Everything really like I didn't have to wait in the waiting room. That was something that surprised mm. me. As soon as I signed in, she was like, "Hi, friend, come on in." Amen. <laughs> I was like, "What? When was the last time you had an appointment and were like okay. seen at the time of the appointment?" Okay, I could not tell you. So that already stood out to me, and she was just so kind. She gave me gifts. Mm. She had like gifts. She gave me gifts. She gave me two little gift wrap that she went and wrapped. While I was like paying, <laughs> what did she get? It was like you? lip balm, Aww. like a te- like a le- teeth cut. What is it? Teeth lightening kit, like just Ooh. super cute gifts. Shit so, you can actually use. That's right. what's Shit up. that you can actually mm-hmm. use. So just really funny and sweet. And I, you know, we got into talking about social media and. 
Um, I'm going to go to her next week for a cleaning. And so it got me thinking just about the phobias that we do tend to have with the dentist because mm-hmm. they aren't very nice a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Or it's really expensive and it is a luxury to be able to pay for fillings and cleanings on a regular basis. I told her a lot of why I don't go to, for cleanings every six months was because I just never made it a habit. I mm-hmm. never really had the money to do that. Right. Um, so just because cleanings are $500 mm-hmm. or like 400 in that range. Um, and that's that's a lot, you know, and so just to go get your teeth clean. But right. um, I definitely want to, like, stay on top of that, especially now that I just genuinely like her. I feel like she is cultivating an environment that's, like, conducive to you coming back and mm-hmm. staying on top of your uh, annual appointments. And, you know, so I'm excited. I wanted to put that out there. Thank you to XD for mm-hmm. putting her in my awareness. Cause she, she would have a good dentist. He would. Right. He's such a tourist. <laughs> and even the office being so cute, I was like, of course he goes here. On 63rd. <laughs> <laughs> right? On the Upper, Upper East, East side. side. Shut up, of XD. <laughs> of course. So funny. So classic, XD. Um, and even when I told her that I was there on behalf of him, the way she lit up. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Aww. You know, those little subtle things that I noticed and I just thought was you really cool. You about to make me make an appointment with Come her. Come on, make an appointment. So those of you who are looking for a dentist, trust me, she is the funniest. She had me laughing while she was doing something. I was like, please don't make me laugh. I already have nerves over this shit. Um, And the dental work was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like my tooth is brand new, Mm -hmm. brand spanking brand new. So Dr. Amal Latouf, A-M-A-L-L-A-T-T-O-U-F. And that's 250 East 63rd Street. You can tell her that Francesca sent you by way of XD, and she'll be happy to hear that you heard of her from both of us. So that's it. That's it for my wellness segment. Just want to put that in your awareness in case you, too, were looking for someone kinder. In the Smile, gentle- bitch! Smile, <laughs> bitch! Come La on! tooth is the truth. <laughs> looking for someone kinder in the dental field, and you found her. And Asante, what you got for us this week, Mr. Music Man? Welcome to the Music Man segment. I am your resident Music Man, Asante, here along with Fran and Dustin. I would like to talk to you all about something very important that happened, and I want to make sure it's highlight, highlighted and um, appreciated by a certain, I don't know, audience of people listening. Um, as we nearly approach Valentine's Day, Don Richard will be performing in New York City. What? Uh, the day after our show, um, December 13th, so, I mean, February 13th is our show, but Don's show is February 14th. Um, Don just dropped two new singles, and so uh, I love Don. Yes. Oh, yes, please. Round of applause. Um, I love Don, so I always want to take time to shout her music out because one thing that I can always say about her and I will always say about her is that she always releases some music. Like, it doesn't matter. And visuals. And visuals. She always gets some money up and gets us a video. Like, she just comes out of nowhere with songs, whether it's a full project. You know, she gave us the whole trilogy that she promised us. Projects outside of that and continues to give us more. So I just want to shout out Don Richard at the top of the show. Um, I really appreciated the fact that she was always really big on her, or she is really big on her artistry. But she dropped Butter. It's one of her songs. And then she's also dropped Die Without You. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about Dawn at the top of this uh, segment is because she dropped new music, A, and B, she's always been really, really good about her visuals being, um, you know, tech savvy, um, working with animation. She's always very smart about how she pushes her artistry, and I've always appreciated that. Um, Someone else that's following in line with that or that I want to highlight now, um, Tanache, 
She just did her very first virtual reality concert for Songs For You. Wait, what? Yes. Tell us more. So Tanache, hold on, let me, cool. pull, let me pull it up. Because I, I went and I watched it. It was a, a, a great little watch. But uh, she partnered with this company. And it's her first time performing Songs For You. The company is called... Hold on. Oh, the music on play. It's called Wave. Wave VR. <laughs> so basically, it was... Um, uh, 3D or it's a like a 3D world that you see on the screen but what's really going on is Sinashe has like this outfit on with like the sensors and stuff and she's dancing for real and they're using her vocals for real and they're making it a live VR concert so dope wow so yeah. dope you saw it too mm-hmm. oh can it, is it's it still, still, it's, it's okay. still up so, I don't know if I had to catch yeah, it real it's, time. it's on her it's on her uh, YouTube so just go look up Tanache v, uh, VR and it'll be like the first thing that pops up cool but it was her first wow. time performing the songs from the project songs for you she was letting people like kind of vote which I thought was really, really dope. It was just a really, really dope experience. And I'm just appreciative that, you know, we get an artist that's really interacting with the fans with their artistry yet again. So thanks one for Dawn and thanks two for Tanasha. Yes. Nice. I just got to shout them out. Go on. I enjoyed that Tanasha virtual concert. Loved it. And the whole time I'm thinking now, they can do all this and they think we finna watch the, the motherfucking Whitney hologram. <laughs> Not Why doing would I? Not you doing know that. what I'm saying? This is what we want. New, yeah. innovative, yeah. Fresh. fresh. Yeah. When was this? It was last week. It was very, very new. Damn, I need to follow her because I didn't see. Yeah, the twenty ninth, January twenty ninth. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really, really dope that she did that, and it's something that I kind of want to see more from her specifically. But I do want to see from artists in general, and the reason I want to see it from her specifically because she's always uh, had this kind of futuristic sound anyway. So I just think that it goes in line with a lot of what she does, whether she wants to do. Well, never mind. I don't want to give away no ideas, but all I want, <laughs> I just want to see more from Tanache, and I like. I think this was a really, really great direction to go. So. Thanks to Tanache for Songs For You. I really, really have enjoyed the project over and over again. And thank you for doing this show. It, it just tied me in. So, yeah. Had to shout them out. Love them, love them ladies. <laughs> love them ladies. Um, without further ado, I guess we should just go on ahead and get into the listens lately. A lot of new music came out. Um, do you, Fran, want to start off? Because I know sometimes you have, like, a whole playlist. <laughs> which is not a bad thing, because you be jamming over there. I actually... To be honest, didn't listen to anything new this week. Okay, good. Tell us what you've been jamming to in the old in the old sounds. No, I, <laughs> I haven't been listening to a lot of music this week. Oh, I've just been, been on my pod. You know how you'll uh-huh. get into your like phases. This mm-hmm. has been pure podcast. Like I love. I was talking about the short wave, the short NPR podcast, and um, Hidden Brain. Do y'all ever listen to Hidden Brain? Mm-mm. What is that? <laughs> shut up. What is the hidden brain? <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> and you know what? You might actually like this. Uh, Angie Martinez is the host of a new podcast, a Spotify podcast called Infamous. And mm. they're doing the Takashi Six Nine story right mm. now. It's like a six part series, and they do Me, different yeah. artists. So it's a music based podcast with Angie Martinez as the host. Do you uh, listen to or listen to or watch um, Elliot Wilson show? Mm-hmm. Rap Radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I you see the one with City Girls Drake. that just happened? Oh no, I didn't catch that. It just, it just dropped like a day or two ago. Go oh, watch that. okay. I'm in. I'm in. And then uh, I'm trying to see what else. Yeah, that's it. Oh, the last one I want to say. We work. No, share more because you know people want to know what podcast you listen to. Right, too. you know we work the, the company. company. Yeah. yeah, there's a new podcast called We Crashed. 
<laughs> and it's the rise and fall of WeWork. And no. it is fascinating. It's sort of along the lines of Elizabeth, remember, with the healthcare that she made up. Yes, the machine, Theranos. Yes, yes, Remember yeah, that she yeah. made up like the what is actually the machine or whatever. Yeah. Yes, the blood testing company is similar, like in the same vein of someone who literally had like no plan, but he was white and charming and got millions and millions, close to billions of dollars in investments. And so it talks about the rise and fall of WeWork, which is wow. crazy because we see WeWork like everywhere. everywhere so. And if you go to one one time, they never, ever stop emailing you. Really? Oh, no. WeWork should be called We Email. <laughs> Because they literally never, they're incessant. Wow, that's they're like you, you can unsubscribe. Stop and they stick it, with you really? They don't even matter. And then they put you through this this uh, multi-step process to unsubscribe. You have to log in and all oh, this shit. Hell. It's so and you still don't discouraging. Be like, they need to stop emailing me. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, just me. I, y'all even got to change y'all process. Do what you do. Leave me just alone. Me. Just, just stop emailing me. Wow. That's real. So the We Crashed is literally <laughs> called that We Crashed by Wondery, W-O-N-D-E-R-Y. Um, Hidden Brain, which is an incredible podcast incredible. by NPR. It uses science. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> it uses science and storytelling to reveal unconscious patterns that drive human mm, behavior. So y'all know. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> So that's it. No music this week. Just information for the for the nerdy nerds out You're there. You're downloading. You're downloading this. Downloading. Yeah. You know yeah. that's exactly what it is. With what the about you, flow. Mr. Ross? What you been listening to? There's man. a song by you know the the producer Trey Tracks. And they'd be like, Trey Tracks, I think we got one. one. Yeah, okay. So he has a song <laughs> with Mulatto. Like, the same right? time. <laughs> he has a song with Mulatto, and it's so dope. Listen to this, you guys. It's called Ready. Trey Tracks, I think we got one. <laughs> I don't let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Let them know. Bitches ain't really like it. It's trap season, bro. I'm on stage with it in my purse. A bitch play, put it in a hearse, put her on a shirt, check a bitch like a clerk, and I almost write it better than my verse. Yeah. I'm on stage with it in my purse. A bitch play, put it in a hearse, put her on a shirt, check a bitch like a clerk, and I almost write it better than my verse. Yeah. Bitch, I really rap. Put my city on the mail. Say it with your chest so they can aim right where your titties at. Hefty bitch, you rapping really wack. And that's where I can stop Damn. it. Because I think the point You know was where Rob was feeling it. You know where Rob was Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's called Ready, featuring Mulatto by Trey Tracks. Um, and I've really been banging that over and over again over the past week. I also want to give a huge shout out to Selena Johnson. Selena. Um, her new album came out. It's called Woman. And I played Freelance Lover before, but I want y'all to hear this song. It's called I Deserve More. Yes, I love it already. Time the 15 hits, you don't want to pay for it, so I'm only, I'm only, 
I'm gonna give y'all all of that. But just know it's this new R and B. And she sings, so I'm happy. Selena. Shout I love out to it. Selena. That's Shout it. out to Selena Johnson. Well, uh, like I said before, a lot of new music's come out, so I hope you all have been enjoying it. I have Alex my... Isley. Ooh. She dropped on. a new song called Gone. I, I didn't play it yet, but I saw it. That's because you was gone off them podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, actually, I was just about to just shout out a bunch of people because I haven't had a chance to listen to everybody's project um, like fully. Or it was a lot of new stuff. I didn't even yeah. Notice. So well, you know, Lil Wayne dropped Funeral. Yes, Ooh. Funeral has some really good songs on there. I just need to go back and like pinpoint the ones that like I love. That but you like. yeah, but uh, playing it straight through, like I was riding easy. I was like, okay, Wayne's back. He's got a lot to offer still. Like I didn't feel like okay, he's in there. Like I was. I was happy. I was excited. It just made me want more Wayne. It didn't make me think he needed to hang it up. So shout out to Wayne. Great project. Oh, I can't wait to listen. I love Stop Playing With Me and Clap For Him. And they write back to back. It's number six and seven. Stop Those are my two flavors. I like the one with two chains on there. I remember, oh, yes. I remember I liked the one with two chains really, really. Yes. Like, Is it a long album? Or 24 sh- tracks. Oh, shit. He went in. He okay. Did. And he put 24 seconds of silence at the end of one song to honor <gasps> Kobe. Oh. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Damn. Shout out to Wayne. I listen to that on my way bitch, home. Bitch, stop playing with me. That's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, shout out to Key Glock. He dropped Yellow Tape. Um, I've been listening to that. I just want to give Oh, a, yeah. Uh, also, have you ever heard of an artist named Kirby? Mm, no. So the vacuum? You, <laughs> no, but you know I used to sell those back in the day. That's a good vacuum. You used to sell vacuum? I, it was a random ass job. This girl that I used to work at the call center with, when she got fired, she had this new job. So I was trying to see if I was going to go get on the sale of Kirby's too. And I was really good at selling vacuum cleaners. I just hated the fact that we had to go door to fucking door yeah. and into strangers' houses to sell these vacuums. What? Needless to say, I quit after a week. But then a week later, I got that check and I almost wanted to go back. But <laughs> I was not going back. Kirby is a good vacuum. Remember but- selling Cutco knives? Yes. yes. <laughs> Vector. Vector marketing. Vector marketing. Ooh, Why did we all letter, go through that? And I thought I was the shit. I was like, oh, I got a job with marketing. <laughs> and I see everybody at the job with their damn tie and they button up looking trash. I was like, oh, hell no. My mom was like, so you just going to sell knives to everyone you know? Because <laughs> I was begging her and my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what kind of job is this? <laughs> Not a good one. Vector Not fucking one. marketing, man. Woo, the Vector scam of the nation. And my sister. Allegedly. Didn't, I'll never forget her ass. She gonna look and laugh when I got that letter. I was like, I'm getting me a job. And she went. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> like, bitch, why you ain't tell me? It was me? a right of passage. T- no. no. Vector marketing. <laughs> anyway, but don't front those to, knives were good. No, they were good. Mm-hmm. They Remember were. The, when you could with, cut through mm-hmm. the penny? Well, yes, you could. And literally could. When that man did that tutorial and we was all sitting they're like, when do I get my set? <laughs> when do I get my case? Like, shit, I wanted mine. You know, my mom still has them. <laughs> she, see? Look, see? Quality. So, I was going to say, I guess it holds true. Like the kids say, look at the material. Look at the material <laughs> before I cut it up. Okay. <laughs> Toler. Anyway, okay. uh, this young lady's name is Kirby. I have not had the chance to listen to this project, but she put out a, proj- uh, a video and it's called Don't Leave Your Girl. Don't Leave Your Girl. But uh, the Don't project, leave your girl. Yeah, and it's I the, like it. Uh, the project is called Sis, and there are seven songs on here, and Don't Leave Your Girl is the last song, but it has a really, really nice video. So just go listen to the project. Tell me what you think. R&B soul. Um, lovely young woman. Just tell me what's up. Thank you so much, Fran. I will take me a little stick of that. What about <laughs> that, Yo Gotti? Yo Gotti! Haven't had a chance to listen, but I do love the video that he put out for Pose because I've been waiting for it for so long featuring Lil Uzi Vert and Megan. And I also, because I love Lil Uzi Vert so much, no shade to Megan, love the fact that Yo, Yo Gotti put 
um, Pose Again on the end with just a little Uzi Just vert. Uzi, yeah. Yeah. But I have not had a chance to listen to the whole project. The have you? The entire start to finish? thing goes the fuck Damn. off. See, the whole thing. I was in a club on Friday. The album came out Thursday night at midnight. Mm-hmm. I was in a club in New York on Friday, and the DJ played this song on there called Ho, H-O-E. <laughs> when I tell you I had Shazam so fast, and I didn't realize I had already downloaded the album when it came out, but I didn't listen. Mm. Once I heard that, what you think I listened to on the way home? Well, not home, but on the way home. <laughs> what you think I was listening to? <laughs> Frank, can you guess what H-O-E stands for? You'll never no. guess. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Hey, Wait, you're the Yo Gotti? No, I would never guess. Heaven on Earth. Wow. <laughs> I want Poetry. some merch. Poetry. <laughs> right, right. That's something I would wear. Heaven on Earth. Ah, wow. With an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I want to wear it on. Th- I want to wear it next Thursday. Um. Brilliant. So yes, lots of new music. Uh, the last project I want to talk about. I really uh, want to title the episode that. <laughs> Oh no, that's terrible now. I won't, I won't. I'm working through it. Hospital, oh everybody. <laughs> that one hospital you talked about, oh every person that was triaged, okay? Ooh. Every person that came through triage. Hospital, oh everybody. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> everybody walked through that door oh, and didn't come back out. It's old because they didn't wash their hands. Anyway, Ooh. sorry. <laughs> Last the thing I want to talk about um, I just have a lot of music to listen to uh, I already told y'all the hip hop I need to listen to I was telling y'all some R&B uh, Oh actually two last things then I need to listen to Kevin Ross still uh, He dropped Audacity Volume 1 uh, Another seven tracks uh, I guess there's seven's the magic number um, And the last person I want to talk about is Luke James Luke James dropped his project uh, It's To Feel Love Slash D So it's To Feel Loved um, Nine tracks Fucking with Luke James. I was a little upset with him, but I'm Why? happy. I was mad at him. This is real petty. This is so dumb. Because of something that happened on Star? No. <laughs> well, no, you know Because I would have understood. When we, was in, when we was in New Orleans for Essence, I was seeing him and I said, I just want to say I bring me. And he busted out laughing. That shit was so funny. <laughs> um, I said this to several people. I don't yeah, know why I, I did would. that. No, I was mad at him. And this is so small again because I rewatched that cypher. <laughs> When they oh, was doing mm-hmm. the soul cipher and when Kelly Price was singing and how he was just trying to help her and I was like, Kelly, oh don't need God. your help. Oh <laughs> my God, you didn't piss me off. Do you know what he's talking about, friend? But he was just he could he was in the moment. Get out of it. And, and here's the thing, you fucking up the thing. To. But here's the thing. I feel like, and I don't know if they do this, but I feel like they shoot it's the cipher. Spiritual. No, so listen, I feel like they shoot the cipher. <laughs> I feel like they do multiple takes anyway because even in the one this this year, I feel like there were parts where like people were helping each other. So I feel like it's a thing that they do. But I guess it was just a cut. It felt like Luke was the only one trying to help because you didn't hear BJ trying to do that and Queen was over there st- because trying not to do it. Because you didn't need to. And you didn't need to. Kelly was mangling that shit. Like, and I know yeah, he t- you, we want to hear that. And I know he felt it. And it, and it, he could sing. It wasn't... It, it wasn't that he can't sing. It's just that I was waiting for Kelly and she was back and he was stepping all over. And I was Kelly like, Price was like, this. she was fucking that cypher up. 
And here he go. Did you, she even notice him doing that? I don't remember. No. She probably did, but she's a professional. And you get when right. she get on that she mic. She got him so off stage. Like, and then you know how people be singing back and forth. Like he was trying to help her, and she was like, you know, she, she was a friend of mine. He was like, oh no, she wasn't. Like we know she wasn't. <laughs> like shut we up. know. Oh He's like, no, she wasn't. Like we know she wasn't. I wanted to point? tie like, them strings around his neck and choke him. I'm like, would you shut up? God damn, man. <laughs> But no, she was. <laughs> <laughs> she was a friend of mine. No, she was. Like no, and you aren't either. Damn I it. I love it. No, but that's see, amazing. But you're right, friend, because I get the intent. I just didn't you want know, it. Call and response. Sometimes when the person and hits you, you just can't. Because that's because that's the type of atmosphere <laughs> that. Because honestly, that's the type of atmosphere that it calls <laughs> for. It was supposed to be that type of thing, but I guess I was just so. It just wasn't necessary. <laughs> I just didn't. You just want to hear Kelly? I did. I I just it's because I think I'd finally gotten over something with Kelly. Like, I, yeah. think, I think the last time I seen her, she made me laugh because she sang uh, the whole song at the gospel fest. And then after that, it was like my next time seeing her and time had gone by. So I was like, oh, well, now I can just enjoy her and not like laugh at some bullshit. And I was enjoying her. <laughs> and he was taking me out of that. But I love Luke James. Just I didn't want him to do He's that in great. that moment. No, and he is great. That's why I want to talk about his project. That had just got me mad. And I just. I'm, anyway, yeah, I'm upset. I'm so sorry I did all that all over again. But um, <laughs> the new project has nine tracks. Um, it features Go Girl, which he performed with BJ Chicago Kid and Ro James. But I really want to highlight the song he has with Big Crit. The, the song is called Traveling. This is the only song I'm going to play, and then I'm going to be done with the Music Man segment. I just really, I don't know how high I was the other day when I was listening, but I was listening, and it just, I kept starting the shit over. I was like, I don't know what vibe this is, but I kind of just want to be here for a moment. So, Luke James, thank you for putting me in this vibe, so I ain't got to think about you taking me out of that other one. <laughs> but uh, again, this song's called Traveling, and it's featuring Big Crit. There's like sunlight and blue skies ready to take off right. This feeling is hotel rooms, my ride. These Versace sheets might as well be my cloud. Up in where I hear my thoughts out loud. Open spaces don't Wow. Yeah. That was great. Thank it was you. a good little vibey ride. So I was just happy to take that journey with him. So thank you for that, Luke James. Um, again, it's only nine tracks. So go check out the project. It's called To Feel Loved slash D. Sold. And that's it for the Music Man segment. So now, Dustin Ross, please take it away. Let's go to TV land. 
Ain't really shit to talk about, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, everything's on hiatus. You watched the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super you Bowl. You want to talk about that? Ain't really nothing to talk about, dog. <laughs> everything's on hiatus? Everything. Yeah. Because the weekend before the Super Bowl was the Grammys. Mm. Right. So things have been on like a two-week hiatus. Um, All our favorite shows come on on Sunday, which mm-hmm. is the night both of those events are aired. They gonna bamboozle um, me and give me the yeah. band extras episode. But I, I have a couple of things of interest to discuss. Let's anyway. go. So Tyler Perry is reviving The House of Pain, which is one of his <laughs> series from TBS that everybody really loved mm-hmm. um, and so they're reviving it on BET with all the original hey, cast so wow. shout out to Demetria McKinney because she's coming back as Janine who that's the role that um, a lot of people were familiar with her from speaking of Demetria McKinney um, she also and y'all know who Demetria McKinney is she yeah. was a we, we know her and she re- she was a season 7 friend of the show on the Real Housewives of Atlanta and she's done a whole bunch of other great things but she also has a new series on Freeform called Motherland Fort Salem and it's about these witches who sold, sold. <laughs> <laughs> it goes on Freeform that's um, it Motherland Fort a Salem a black witch sold that's it yeah, like a military like there's a military component um, it's really they're like generals and I'm not familiar with is the she exact, a main yes main yeah. cast member okay. so Demetri has a lot of things going on right now Super so shout soul. out to her um, also shout out to my girl Claudia Jordan since we're talking about ex-girl yeah, shout out to her I've been watching her oh you've been watching Out Loud with Claudia Fox Jordan Fox Soul has me sold and I love watching what her on that? there so there's an app called Fox Soul, right? That has all this new content. There's um the Mike and Donnie show, which is a really popular show on there. The Tammy Mac Keisha um, Cole show. show. Keisha Cole has a talk show on this app. It's all this black content. And Claudia has a talk show called One on One with Claudia Jordan on this app. Mm. What makes it so dope is I had just gone to Dallas and done radio with her, and she left. Um, she parted ways with the station on like a Friday, <laughs> flew to L.A., and literally on Tuesday she was booked working on Fox Soul co-hosting the Mike and Donnie show parlayed that into her own thing there and now she has a thriving like uh, show on this Fox Soul app called Out Loud with Claudia Jordan that's so Dynamic cool congratulations interviews, dope panelists Char Jassel, um Char says so she yeah. just guested on there Beautiful as a pop culture Char. expert nice. so like just dope, dope 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 I love Fox Soul I want mm-hmm. a show on there I was watching mm-hmm. back when Keisha Cole was first talking about like her remix coming out Yes, her boyfriend was on there as like one of the guest too which was kind of weird but I like the content they're putting out I really 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 love Claudia's show and I was yeah. saying, saying that to somebody the other day yeah. because she had I think Melissa Ford and some other people on yeah. there and they were talking about things and just hearing her being able to share her perspective of where she was and also just be a great interviewer as well like it's not just the Claudia Jordan show. Like, I just really like her. And She's it's, great. it's unfiltered and it's uncensored. So some of the hosts on there, you know, you hear a little explicit language, but not in any way that's <laughs> like, like... Tammy Mack. Yeah, you know, but it just, it just, it makes it, it just makes it a little bit more spicy in all the right ways. So shout out to the Fox Salt app. That's dope. And that's it. They need to bring Alexis K. Tyler out there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Don't hit the bottom. What'd you do for a Crystal I don't know, but Alex, shout out to Alexis K. Tyler, one of the and OG, if you don't know, OGs. Uh, the OGs, like mm-hmm. OG YouTube, <laughs> OG, like uh, uh, one of the original memes. If you really want to mm-hmm. get into it, because mm-hmm. woo, hitting that bottom, mm-hmm. her sitting up there with her mama talking about all that, that red sex. turtleneck. Oh my god, <laughs> uh huh. Oh, that red turtleneck with the, with the lipstick it. and mm-hmm. her hair just uh-huh. stra- laid. You got me. You got me. All so right. that's it. So that's it. Do mm-hmm. you guys have any announcements you want to make before we get out of here? 
Well, you can catch me on Huffington Post. Um, You're going to have to repeat that next week because that needs to be at the top of the oh, show. Well, but go ahead. I was on featured on Huffington Post for my cornrows. Um, yes. I and you looked amazing. I want to shout out to uh, my hair braider, Lasia, and uh, I also want to give a shout out to my barber, Mo. Um, <laughs> you know, Brooklyn, you've been treating me well, even though I'm very resistant. And uh, yeah, it, shout out to everyone at Huffington Post and Black Voices. Um it was great working with like a mostly black staff and everybody being really, really dope. Like the photographer, Jessica, she was really, really dope, made everybody look dope and everybody on set looked great. So it was just a really great environment for the black shoes. folks. Y'all all yeah. looked amazing. Y'all really did. That was a dope ass feature. Thank you. And yeah. those are going to be great pictures to have in your like archive. Yes. And yes. on your wall. Yes. Maybe even the ceiling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and mm. Dustin. So shout out to Vivo. Yes. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a really dope project called Watch This where they had, um, they allowed me, I should say, to come into the studios and just review music videos and offer my commentary. So if you go on the Vivo YouTube channel, you can find episode one. Again, it's called Watch This. And it's kind of funny. Support it. You can I mean, watch everything it. you do is funny. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. My brother's thriving. We love to see it. As always, thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you guys next week. Later, stay black and protect your magic. <laughs> Bye.